House is our house and my house is our house. We like to eat in cheese with in. We're eating in our house tonight. Greg and I had chicken nuggets for dinner. He had blue cheese with soul food seasoning. I've got nothing else. He's playing with his nose. I put the soul food seasoning in some stuff, and that stuff was blue cheese dressing. We are terrible oh, people. Oh, man, that's awful. You're that's awful. just atrocious. <laughs> good evening, Gregory. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm pretty good. How is everybody out there? Welcome to everybody. episode 21, Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind. Pretty awesome. This is actually a different a different episode 21 than we had initially planned, but uh, we're trying to coincide this with a, uh, a special release. Um, this is actually going to be our quickest turnaround from an episode because as of the recording of this it's thursday evening and this is planning a release for sunday um, yeah as most schools in the country uh colleges for that matter um a lot of freshmen are starting to move into their dorms this weekend it is true and greg and i as former college freshmen uh, who lived together for a year in college um, we thought it might be kind of a fun little thing a uh, little episode here if we talked a little bit about what life is like as an incoming freshman yeah does that make sense i agree i think that's that's like accurate the like you had written here the domestic transition yeah which is i think a good one the academic transition or the academic adjustments because there's a lot that goes on there there are a lot of adjustments that you have to that you figure out as you go through it you don't know until you get to it right exactly so as i'm realizing this uh when we recorded the last episode we labeled that last episode episode 21. Oh. Not episode 22. So <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, what? You, oh, Greg. What? Nothing. So anyway, that will probably get fixed before the, end of the, before the beginning of the next episode, <laughs> or it just won't, and you'll hear us epi- introduce episode 21 twice. Yeah. But Whoa. they will be two completely different episodes. <laughs> um, so anyway. Thank Idiots. You, thank you guys. I know. Oh, God. This is terrible. Everything about this is just awful. <laughs> Everything we do is garbage. It's true. <laughs> but Except I for love that other thing that we we do. The well, that other thing we're gonna do. Yeah, that that other one coming in a month. Yeah, that'll be. <laughs> that's great <laughs> with the crop. If you, if you know, if you know. Anyway, um, thank you guys for tuning in with us this week. Um, mostly, I'd like to uh, uh, stretch a thank uh, to uh, to Nate. Because Nate's our only listener <laughs> that oh, I know Nate. of at this point. So, Nate, thank you. we got to get you on the show I at some point soon. Um, you're just beautiful. You're a brilliant you human make, being. You make some of the best hot dogs on the um, But anyway, seriously, though, thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is, um, this is one that Greg actually came up with earlier this week. So we did end up replacing what will be this Sunday's episode. Uh, will be next Sunday. So Nobody cares. Um, this is moving weekend. It is moving for weekend. for a lot of incoming freshmen for college. It's colleges. a big deal. Um, you know, I I currently work 
at a college. Mm-hmm. I love what I do. I think it's a great job. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there at Welcome Weekend, just kind of saying hi to the incoming freshmen, just making sure that they're making their transitions well. But you know, Greg is I'm a returning student, a returning student. So in a sense, I'm a freshman again. Although yeah. I won't be living on campus, I'm starting a new major yeah. and essentially starting from scratch right exactly other than all my core classes that i pretty much have taken yeah so and i think that's a good that's kind of a good idea for you you kind of have nice insight into that because you know you're not technically a freshman because if you take all that you're right you're you're not technically a freshman but when was the last time you were in school the last time i was actually enrolled in any classes was the spring of 2004 so 12 years 12 years ago so it's been 12 right. years since you've been in school so right. it's probably a big adjustment because a lot's changed well it, i it, think i guess so a lot's changed in the sense that i now can do it better right and uh i have such folks as yourself yeah uh, in in the industry as it were to help me navigate it because it's relatively complicated yes it is it can be kind of a convoluted process if you don't know what you're doing um, especially if you're coming back to school for so long, you know, I think, you know, a lot of the, you know, high school seniors who are graduating are sort of at an advantage because they get to meet with their advisors prior to coming into school. They get to select their courses prior to coming into their and freshman year. And now is that, year. is that something that's um, true at, at the college you work at, or do you think yep. that's pretty much across the board? I think it's board? across the board. I know, especially at our college, um, all of our incoming freshmen meet with their advisors, so they get to do their course selection um, before they come to school, so uh-huh. they're sort of ready for it, so it's a little easier. So I can imagine, you know, I did the same thing the year before. I went back to school for a year to finish up mm-hmm. a few things um, in the hopes that I would get a better job, which didn't end up happening, but I am at a, I'm in the place that I need to be at the university that I'm at. Anyway. That's good. It was similar to me. You know, I hadn't been back to school in 10 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different because I was really going in blind because it had been so long. So <laughs> It's true. And certain and for those of you who leave school and wait for more than 10 years, you start, depending on how things go, you may start losing all the credits that you paid yeah. for and took. Um, yeah, you got to be careful. Right. Exactly. Because if you, if, you, if you start it off... I just got smacked in the face with the microphone. <laughs> if you start off, you know, in one track, like, you know, Greg was in one major in 2004 when he left, came back, realized that he would be better off in a different major and has to not necessarily retake courses, but there's mm-hmm. a whole slew of different courses that he has to take Yeah, the now. core requirements changed. Um, but I'm lucky in the sense that nothing really changed for me. Right. Everything right. carried through. Exactly. So I and I think... There. I think as adults, I'm definitely more aware of, and more, I guess I should say, and I I mean, not all college students are like this, but now as a student, you know, I'm pursuing my master's degree, but now as as a college student, I'm more willing to do the work because I'm older and I have much more life experience than I did. It makes a big difference. 13 years ago when I I left. Um, But this isn't about, this is not about us. So, Gregory. I know, but I mean, kind of is but it is so the this weekend students will be experiencing all over the country all over the country arriving at the school of their choosing right hopefully excited about it i would think so and encountering for the first time truly being on your own and i think that's just i think that's the perfect way to put it and i know that i know that for the last 21 episodes or 20 episodes greg and i have reminisced a lot about being in college i know that but it was a blast now we actually have a reason to reminisce about it because we're sort of gonna this will be kind of a i don't want to say a handbook (laughs) definitely don't this is gonna be 
we're going to be spewing mostly drivel. But I would like to think of this as an enhancement of mm-hmm. an incoming freshman if they ever hear this something that something that they can learn by is that you know some experiences that greg and i had or some things that we know now that we didn't know 10 years ago and maybe just maybe offer a helping hand to an incoming freshman right. who may stumble across this in the dark part of the web or, or, <laughs> I don't know. or crying in a stairwell trying to find something i, to I mean to. i no, i've never cried in a stairwell Neither have I've, I. I've raged in a stairwell oh, because yeah. i dumped my mac and cheese all over the floor right um but anyway so pay attention because we've got a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. I think Greg and I have come up with a really nice episode here. And I got to credit Greg for this because we had already planned on releasing this another episode and having had another idea. And we bumped that. So I kind of credit Greg with this. But I think it's a great idea, especially that we can coincide it with, you know, first, first day of classes uh, yeah. at, at, at most colleges. So first so, day of class. First day of, not first day of class, first day of arriving on campus. So we're going to go to the, are we thinking we'll do the domestic transition yeah. first? And That's then the first we'll thing you'll like encounter. Academia. Yeah, the first thing you'll encounter. Academia. Is, is driving to school. It? Academ- Academ- you'll figure, you should, you should know because you're in, you're in a collage. All right, so let's kind of chat a little bit about the domestic transition. Yeah. As we were sort of talking about a few seconds ago here. So, Greg, we were talking about that first arrival yeah. Probably you would assume with your parents. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you might go alone. Maybe you know your parents yeah. might leave you. And the just, the you tricky might thing drive is, away. it depends. A, a lot of students. It's kind of also leads into this. Our freshmen, particularly, are not allowed cars on campus. Right. So, so you might not drive. So anyway, somehow you get to school. Yep. And you arrive there, mm-hmm. and you start going through this kind of. It feels like checking in at a hotel. Yeah. But a lot more chaotic. Oh, absolutely. Terribly chaotic. You got hundreds of other students moving in at the same yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, all with stuff, and a lot of them have already been there before. Yeah. And you're kind of wandering around, trying to figure out where to even start. There's orientation right. stuff going on all over the place, which can be weird. Yep. And I think it's good, I think, for the most part, in most schools, you know, freshmen get to move in a day early. That is very Or the incoming, you know, sophomores and such like that. So, like, my first semester, I moved in, like, I think I moved in two days before the other... Right, so I had two days on campus by myself, where there was yeah. no one else there. So was, no one else was on campus. Well, I mean, it was yeah, just you. There were I was actually supposed to be in a forced triple my first semester before I oh. met you, but I showed up and neither of them showed up. A that, forced so, triple—that's yeah. going to happen to a lot. So of So neither folks. of them showed up, and the guy across the hall, across the hall from me, he was in a forced triple, and without asking, I just told him to come move in, and before <laughs> we had any problems, and so he moved in with it. Yeah. It was it was that's awesome. Cool. Well, that's the thing. I mean, what do you do when you meet your roommate, which you may or may not have met? I mean, you'll you'll probably know their name ahead of. Right. Time, but I mean, maybe you've had some correspondence. I mean, but I, yeah, <laughs> meeting meeting someone you're going to have to live with. Not necessarily you're not you don't have to. If there's a problem, you can always get out of right. it. Right, but that you're going to live with for the next three months, right. until break. Right, exactly. Um, it's a it's an interesting conundrum, especially for someone like myself who is a little. I'm not super outgoing. At least I wasn't 12 years ago. Right. Well, more than that. Right. 2000, yeah, 2000 is when I graduated yeah. high school. So Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it, it's just a totally different out of fish-out-of-water experience. Yep. That is, it, embrace it. It's pretty fun. And, and I think they encourage you in the application or somewhere, they encourage you to get in touch with your roommate prior to your move-in so that at least you know a little bit about them going in. Right. And I, I, I should have known that when I had called both of my roommates that first year that neither of them picked up <laughs> and called me back. I should have oh. known at that point that they weren't going to be there, but 
right. was fine, you know. So that's definitely uh did your now did your parents bring you They did. So I had an interesting college experience. I left I, I mean I didn't leave out of high school. I, I finished high school. Yeah. I wasn't completely mentally ready to go to college, but my folks essentially said you have to go there, you have to move out of the out of the house. Okay. And looking back now, a lot of it had to do with insurance. I was still covered under their insurance as long as I was in school and I was covered until I was twenty six. Yep. Which is really great. So that was part of it. There was a lot of things, but I just wasn't mentally ready. Yeah. So but yes, they, so the first place I went was out in Vermont. I transferred a lot, which is the other problem. So I yeah. kinda had this new new student experience more than once. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda weird. But uh, yeah, they drove me out there. I it was oddly enough, I got a single. Oh wow! For my freshman year, um, I try. I, we deliberately tried to get that. Yeah, and I got it, which is which. In hindsight, I shouldn't have done. Yep. Um, because it singles are just they're okay, but there's no way that you're going to be left alone, and it's never going to be quiet enough to do anything. You're better off having a roommate if you can do it. Right. Um. Preferably and a quiet roommate. Preferably or, a quiet roommate right. or someone you, it doesn't. But you don't know that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Don't it, it, even though you think you might want to have a single, don't do it. Right. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. It's exactly. Not, it's, you'll get out of it anyway. Exactly. Um, um. Yeah. I think I I I didn't have the option of going. I mean, my parents drove me up. I didn't have a car at that point. My first year, mm-hmm. um, I had also transferred in. I was I was at a two year college before I came to to, to Maine. Um, so I had all these transfer credits. So technically, I was I was coming in as a junior. Yeah. So I I had all those credits, but I just didn't have a car at that point. So my parents had driven me up um, for that semester, and I remember when I when they had moved me all in, and I, I had that moment. And this will probably happen to a lot of freshmen. I had that moment of like, oh God, yeah, they're gone. Right. I remember seeing them drive away. I had that moment, and I remember five minutes after that. The phone rang in my dorm, and it was my mother. <laughs> and she picks. I picked up, and I, you know, hey, what's going on? She's like, hey, I just wanted to make sure that your door wasn't closed. She's like, meet people, <laughs> and that was all she said. <laughs> That's all I was she like, said. I was like, my door is open. But I honestly, in this, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do have homesickness, and I, I think I did. Yeah. But I, it was honestly maybe about a half an hour. Everybody where was, gets where I was just like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, because I'd been at home. I lived at home for my first two years of college, and mm-hmm. so I had been at home for so long. I was. Uh, what was it, 2002? So I was 20 yeah, when okay. I came up to USM. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, ooh, this is weird. I've been 20 years yeah. at home, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm just sitting in a room alone in my yeah. non-existent <laughs> forced triple with no one around. This big empty room. And that's when I had met my first my first buddy who was across the hall who was the third roommate. His name was Dana. Yeah. Um, he just came over and we hung out for a little bit. And so it took us about a half hour and I was like, okay, well, this won't be so bad. And then it was really, I didn't really look well, back the thing, from like, that point. You have to look around. Everybody's in the same exact boat that exactly. you are. And even if you just say hey to somebody, they're going to say hey back because they have no idea what to do. Yeah. And, and just, just hang out. It's worth it. Like the first day is, is scary and surreal. It's really bizarre. Right. People, you know, students, some students really, 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 really look forward to it yeah. and want to go. And they, they have a different experience, yeah. I think. But yeah, for someone like me who's somewhat introverted, yeah, um, yeah, it's just bizarre. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. Well, they always try to. They do encourage you too to to contact your your roommate because you also want to coordinate with them like what you're going to bring to the dorm, what he's going to sh- what he's going to bring to the dorm mm-hmm. specifically. Because I remember, you know, I didn't hear from either of mine, so I didn't know what to show up with. So I had nothing in my room. I showed up with a <laughs> fridge. I showed up with a television. Yeah. And it was a little one. It was like yeah. a twelve-inch TV. I, I showed mm. up with nothing, right? Because I didn't know what to well, bring. Uh, well, that's the other you thing. Know? Like, don't bring everything under the sun. Don't bring everything you have at home. Right. 
It's right. Like, don't do it. Because exactly. A, you're going to buy more stuff anyway. Yep. Over the next three, four months, you're going to buy another carload of junk. That you're going to have to figure out, A, how to store, or B, how to drive back home at the end of the year. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, I mean, I came up with nothing. I had yeah. nothing in my room. And yeah. it was, you know, it was fine. I mean, I obviously had my clothes and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. thankfully, the guy who moved in across me had most of his other right. stuff with him. So, he moved a lot of stuff over with me. But yeah, mm-hmm. I accumulated so much crap yeah. over the year that i lived on that in that dorm didn't really matter that first couple of days because the whole point of that first couple of days is to make meet new people right. and to make those relationships and that's really important because a lot of those relationships that you make that first couple of days while you're on campus may last you a very long time you know i met greg my second year he and i lived together there but i met him the first day of classes that semester yeah and here we are 13 years later and we haven't matured and we one bit. haven't matured one bit i just yeah those are the kind of relationships and friendships you yeah make. i mean it was what three months so i met you the first day of the spring semester yeah right so 20, like 2003 yeah, so right, exactly but yeah, yeah so so that's one thing i think um realizing you're completely by yourself yeah that's and that's a big, you have no one to answer to that, other than that's yourself. a big one that that's that kind of comes into the academic piece that we'll get into in a little bit here um Greg, what did you put here about sleeping in a new bed? <laughs> okay, well, do we want to keep that? Yeah, sure. Well, these do we want to keep it safe. A hotel. These are not hotel beds. They are they are college dorm beds. Yeah, they might be a lot better now. I don't. I, I doubt don't, it. I don't think. I they've think changed they're the same since thing. we were there. I mean, they're pra- practically made out of like like plastic. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody brings egg crates or something because yeah. But basically, you're going to be sleeping in a new bed, a new bed that's to you. It's new to you. Yeah. But a new a bed that has seen more bad sex in more positions than you knew was even possible. <laughs> I think that's kind of true. Every single one of those beds has got a horrible story. It's to got tell. some horrible backstory, and, and they don't think ever ask it. Flipping the mattress doesn't help. No, nope. because that story is still there. Nope. Don't ever ask your bed to tell you any <laughs> exactly. stories. Exactly. Yeah. Like Greg said, you can use as many egg crates as you want. You you can change the sheets once a day. It's still mm-hmm. not going to take away the terrible no, stories no, that came with that. No bed. amount of bleach can can <laughs> exactly. redeem the Just, pureness of that mattress. If you have black lights in your room, first of all, you're not living in 1975, so get rid of your black light. <laughs> right. And second of all, just don't turn it on at night. Don't ever. Don't. Just don't turn it on at night. No. Anyway, moving on. Greg says you have no car. For the lucky few that come in who do have cars. Good for you guys because that's awesome. It's a very freeing right. experience to have a car. It is. But for that first year, like I didn't have a car. Some people won't have cars. You got to get used to those surroundings, you know? Right. Hope that the school around you has a grocery store that you can walk to because if you end right. up staying on campus for a long weekend mm-hmm. when the cafeteria is closed, you need to get a lay of that land. Like that's a, that's totally. a real I first read, thing. I read something somewhere also that said be a tourist in the town that your college is in. You know, go off and just dork out and explore the town. If you can, like some, you know, some larger cities and towns, you know, have bus services. Portland does. Um, some colleges, like the first college I went to was Johnson State College in Johnson, Vermont. Yep. Um, nice place, but pretty isolated. There, yeah. You couldn't, there wasn't much around there. So yeah. you really can start to feel a little claustrophobic without being claustrophobic like you know yeah no absolutely suffocated because there's you can't escape no i i absolutely i mean we were lucky enough that where we lived on campus for those of you who are moving in there um there is a grocery store within a mile Mm -hmm. there is a drugstore within a mile you know when we were there there was a movie gallery so we could go rent movies you know it was kind of pre i don't want to say it was pre-netflix but it was before netflix blew up with the dvds that you could have delivered most people now would probably have it delivered or they'll Mm -hmm. just stream because all the rooms are now uh 
set up for Wi-Fi. It's true. So, you, you know, don't really we, we didn't have Wi-Fi back then. Yeah. It was all hardwired. Yeah. So you'll have your net. You know. So there's plenty of opportunities now. But if you don't have a car, you really you would do yourself a huge favor if your parents are still there. Have them take you around that town to kind of get a lay of what you need to be aware of what's around. Mm-hmm. Um, most definitely, um, so that you can or make friends with somebody who had a car. Right. I did that my first year for quite a few people who had cars that they could take me different places. Yeah. Um, but that's 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 a definite that's a definite yes. Now, I want to just jump to something a little bit that we vaguely touched on here about no. food. Okay. I don't want to do that. Okay, go ahead, Greg. So, <clears throat> one, we're gonna, I wanted to talk for a moment about meal plans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They are fantastic and horrible yes. at the same time. Yes. They can be. They can. They work. You got to really think about how you want to eat and mm-hmm. what you're going to do. Not what you're going to eat because it's all going to be garbage. Right. But how you're going to manage that money that you have. You yes. spent, I don't know, $3,000 mm-hmm. a semester on a meal plan or yeah. something like that. And you have to figure out, well, sometimes you get so many meals in the cafeteria versus so many points to buy food separately at like little kiosks or cafes that mm-hmm. might be around campus that mm-hmm. are all linked into the meal plan. Now, I had one where I had something like five meals a week in the cafeteria and had to balance out what days were those yeah. you know where when i did that the rest of it was all points right and you can really rapidly burn out all and your points and then have no and you, you, you <laughs> all in, of a sudden in, have in no a month food. you could go through it and it's october and you're like crap i have nothing left right i know you were saying that like i think you know the way our school works and i and i would assume it still works roughly the same as you can choose like a five meal a week plan a 10 meal a week plan or you can go over that. I just don't know how high you can go. But based on that, you would also get a certain amount of money that you could use every semester. So, like, I was on the 10 – Greg was on the six-meal six plan. I was on the 10-meal plan. Plus, I think I got, like, $400 right. in my on my little lunch card mm-hmm. that I could go downstairs at night if I wanted a snack. But I had to use that $400 over the course of the four you, months. And you had to use it because you didn't get it back. It didn't, it roll, it didn't over. roll over. Exactly. Right. So, like – I had my 10 meals a week, so I had to plan, like, okay, so this day I'm not going to be able to have breakfast, or this day I can't have breakfast, so i got to go to class, but I'll do lunch and dinner. So, like, I had five, basically, either five days straight Monday through Friday, and then Saturdays and Mm -hmm. Sundays were other things, but, like, when Greg and I were living together, we liked to go to breakfast on Saturday mornings (laughs) and just sit there all day. (laughs) Because we were complete scumbags. We really were. But, yeah, I think that's really important. you got to know, do you eat a lot? Yeah. eat a little bit you know greg here said the food services will either treat you well or hollow out your guts while packing you with fat it's 100 percent true, <laughs> and it's really true i mean you really have to choose like do you eat a lot like are you a breakfast person if you're a breakfast and a dinner person and you don't really you snack at lunch you might want to stick with the 10 10 meal plan or something like that but you really have to kind of figure that out because a lot of people will blow through that extra right. money in like, their first month, oh no, and they have nothing yeah. left because it's not—it's not real cash. It was at one point, but now right. it's points, and there's nothing exchanged anymore in these dining. You no. just like swipe your card, and that's it. No, you can very rapidly lose track. Yeah, about how much you've spent. I—I I remember I had a friend. I you, you, I think you remember her too. But she, at the end of the semester, realized that she hadn't spent any of her money, so she sold like four hundred dollars. <laughs> right, I remember and it was that. The end of November, and so yeah. she went and just bought the entire hallway food. Yeah, she'd just tell everyone to go and like just bought everyone's right, sandwiches because exactly. she had to spend it all. Exactly, because you lose it. Yeah, so so that yeah. was kind of fun. So then you have fun moments like that where you're like, somebody's well, like, like me, I have four hundred dollars and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, so well, it's like the, or that last week before you know winter break, you're like, man, I've I've got another sixty bucks here. I might as well. 
yeah just blow it all on yeah doritos exactly. or something you, you know? know and if you if you don't have if you if you're not getting money from home and you don't have a job then you're not gonna be able to go to the grocery store to get other foods so you're exactly. kind of stuck getting what yeah. you have there you know i was lucky enough that i i worked the whole summer before i came to school so i had a nice little savings when i came mm-hmm. so i could go and get groceries because there were a few times where i wasn't going home on breaks so i had to go load up my fridge with dr perky <laughs> or mountain lightning oh. but i was lucky enough that i was able to dr. save perky. because i couldn't get work study over the course of the oh, year that's right yeah um which was fine but i i did i worked a lot that summer before i came so that i could have the money and know yeah. that it was there i kind of kept it to the side um, and related no that's the other thing i worked a lot too in the summer um, and went through an awful lot of that income during the year, and you really don't notice it because you don't have unless you have a job, you have nothing replacing that. Mm-hmm. And it's something to think about. It's like, could you do a part time job? I right. mean, is it something you? I mean, I, personally, I wouldn't suggest it for a semester, maybe even your first year. No, at all. You got to get adjusted. Um, but yeah, re- just see. You know, you might be able to pick up ten hours a week. So, and if you're work study, that's great. You can might be able to pick up ten hours a week mm-hmm. someplace in the mornings because. No one likes to get up in the morning, but you probably won't have anything to do. Right, exactly. So. I mean, what I used to do is is is. <laughs> I know I keep talking about what what we used to do, but it's you got to know something about Greg. Greg and I love reminiscing about this stuff. Oh, shut up! But <sighs> Greg had the, Greg on Saturday mornings. He would leave Friday nights, I think, because you had a class on I had a class on another on campus the, far, that was the like, furthest like campus, thirty miles away. But it was close to your house. I think you used to leave. Thursday, usually Friday nights. Yeah, and I, I, I wish that wasn't the case. I don't recommend leaving yeah. campus. And at it was, all it was terrible. But then Going Greg would home, be gone, do so I'd be alone Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. But like, I would get up, and this was in the era of Mystery Science Theater. Mm. I would get up at eight o'clock Saturday mornings with breakfast and watch Mystery Science Theater in alone in my dorm because I was an introvert. I mean, I made friends pretty easily, but I, I was. I think I'm what's referred to as an introverted extrovert, where I don't like meeting new people, but if I do and I become good friends with them, yeah. then you can't shut me up. Uh, it's a really apparent. Y- yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I think really getting the lay of the land um, and, and just kind of learning the ins and outs of how yeah. the dorms work and how your halls work. You know, you re- One of the things I will recommend that you do, which Greg and I did, and we did very well, <laughs> you really want to get on the best side you can with your RA. What does that stand for, David? Resident assistant. And what do they do? What the resident assistant does is they man a floor on each of the halls. So like our hall, we had one RA. And then you have the RD who mans the entire building, the resident director. The the resident director. They man the whole building. So we had an RA the year we lived together, and we got on his good side. And it was unfortunate. Greg and I were... In a force triple. However, they separated us in two force triples on separate dorms. Um, even though we had both specified, like, we want to live with each other, but they put us in triples uh, separately. It didn't make sense. So we called both of us, and we kind of gave them hell. And they moved us into their, the only single do- twin dorm left, and it happened to be on a first-year freshman integration dorm. So here we are, two 21-year-olds, seniors, living in a first-year integration dorm. Our landlord, our landlord, our <laughs> RA was wonderful. He was awesome. Yeah. But you really have to get on that good side because if you really start to, if it, you're going to be his worst enemy or he or right. she's worst enemy if you get Definitely. on their bad side. You really got to know how to not necessarily sweet talk him, but you got to know how to like right. talk to him and like just, you got to be a good, you have to be a good tenant essentially really? when you're living on those dorms because 
they can make it very difficult for you if right. you're living there. That's um, true. So definitely really try hard to get on the best side you can with those RAs because yeah. they could make your life very easy or very difficult depending on depending on which path you choose. It's true. Um, so I think that pretty much covers everything we have for the domestic transitions. Yeah. Um, Moving into the academic transitions, um, there's one thing you wrote here, Greg, uh, on the on the domestic transition that I think we'll save for the end. Okay, it was the uh, it was this one right here. So, but we'll okay. save that yeah. until we get we'll into class. We'll talk about that later. Um, class and more than one term. So, one big thing for you guys to remember about um, going into college, and it's very different from high school because when you were in high school. Your parents were in charge of making those decisions for you. They were making those big decisions for you about what you wanted to do or where you needed to be. or what. Can the, they were in charge of a lot of those decisions with the insurance, mm-hmm. everything that has to do this. But now that you're an adult, presumably mm-hmm. you're 18, and you're in college, you're calling the shots, basically. You, know, you, you have the right to let your parents and your family know as much or as little as you want per your requests. That's the biggest change is that you are now in charge of everything that you have to do academically, residentially. You know, if your parents are paying for college, then they may be a little more involved than not. But, you know, most... If if a lot of students now are paying their own way through or on, you know, government, uh, you know... Uh, whatever government subsidy bills or what yeah ex- exactly you got a lot of financial aid i never had to, to go through that i was lucky but, you know uh, i i did financial aid my first three years there but you know mm-hmm. my parents did a lot of that but they also gave me the freedom as they knew that i was an adult and i was living on my own essentially they gave me that freedom to make those decisions especially when it came to academics because you have the right to let your parents or family into as much or as little as you want. Mm-hmm. You can tell them whatever you want, and you don't have to. You know, right. you you basically call the shots there. And if you are taking on debt to go to school, as so many people do, um, you pretty much should have the motivation to n- use that money and complete the classes. Because if you incom- get an incomplete or fail, you lose that money. Right, it's exactly. gone forever. Exactly. So you know, you like, yeah. I, that's good that you said that because you know, you you spend all this time filling out the applications, getting all the money from the federal government, and this and this and this, and then you're obviously you knowing that you're taking up the loan, you have to pay it back. Do yourself a favor and just pass the classes. Yeah, exactly. Because you're going to be having to do that again. You have to retake the course. You've got to take out more loans. You've got. Just do yourself a favor. Just pass the courses the first time. Exactly. I I was a v- not. I, I wouldn't say I was a poor student, but I was not a great student in college. I did some. There were some courses that were a lot more of a struggle for me than others. I wished I had pushed myself a little bit more in college. Um, mm-hmm. Now that I'm an adult, I'm glad that I had those experiences. But I'm a little smarter now than I am. Uh, that I'm you know I'm married now. I have kids, and I'm just a little bit smarter. Well, the work than I was. comes easier. Yes, it's strange. Like I'm I don't more, know. I'm more willing to do the work now. Yeah. than I was fifteen years. Like ago. I was, I was in a weird way burnt out from high school. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't think. I was like, I can't. I don't want to jump into even more because I don't even know exactly what I should do. Right. Um. And it just never played out. I went through four years of school, but right. never graduated. Right. Which is stu- a lot of people go through that. They're five, six year, you know, seniors. Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. and it's just like it's just the way things are going. I, I'm just going to say also, like, a lot of colleges try to get you out in four years. It's an expense, but if you can afford it, do five. Yeah, be, and spread it out a little bit. Your workload won't be as crazy, right? Exactly, and you can focus better. Exactly. You know, it, it's not for everybody, but it, right. it's an, no one says you have to graduate in four years, right? And that's 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 true too. And like one thing that I I wished I had done, which I didn't do, and I and I think 
and this isn't for everyone to do because a lot of people just love being in school and a lot of people love doing uh, academics and, and just working their way through these things. And, you know, I wished I had taken a few years off after high school to kind of get a better life experience. And I, I, I think a lot of adult learners who come back to school are in a much better position than they were mm-hmm. 10 years ago. I'm in a much better position now being in my master's program and in graduate school than I was 10 years ago. So I wished that at some point I had taken a year or two off of school and gotten those life experiences and felt then I would have felt more ready to go back to school because now that I'm working and you know I've got I've got all these things covered for myself I'm more willing and more ready to do the work now than yeah. I ever have been. And yeah. I think you're feeling the same way after being back to, you know you you've only taken you've only now just finished your first class first in class 14 years yeah. but you did really well and it was it came a lot more naturally yeah, to you. it was much easier than it would have been in college exactly or in, it, i am in college <laughs> it much easier than it would have been you know 13 14 right. years ago and it, it, it's strange it's the same work i don't think the stuff's no. any different no i could just see it clearly and i think I don't <laughs> this know. is gonna this is i think a lot of the problems too is you have you want to experience to the fullest degree like the best college life you can and right. I think to an extent, I think you and I did that. <laughs> I think we experienced and we had a great year in college that year. Yeah, the social I think, end, And I for think sure. my five year I went to college for five years before I had come back to, to pursue my master's degree back in 2005, and now I'm in there. I went to school for five years. I wouldn't trade any of those five years of college for literally anything. I had two years I lived at home. I, had, I, I made some great friends in, the, in, that, in that two-year college. And then I came to Maine for three years. I made some amazing relationships. I wouldn't trade that five years for anything. However, looking back now where, where I am now, I do wish that I had taken some time Yeah, where I could have done that. I wish I had taken you know? a year off after high school so, and really kind of gotten my feet stable. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, and again, everyone's different. I'm not encouraging or, right. you know, detracting anyone from doing that. If you're going to school, I give you all the credit in the world. I think you guys are bound for amazing things for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, so uh, about school, like actually it's one thing taking classes, but then it's, it's a, another thing to figure out how to take the classes and what you need to take mm-hmm. and the path you need to graduate in a reasonable amount of time. We're talking four right. or five years. I mean, going back to school now and trying to figure out what classes I need, what, what fits, what requirement, what, how many credits is blah, blah, blah. It's super confusing to me. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Not especially not ten twelve years ago. I no. was completely lost. Right. There like, I don't, okay, what it's do like, I need? Tell to me do? what I need to do. I yeah. like things spelled out for me. I like to be told exactly what I need to do. I mm-hmm. can't figure some stuff out for myself like that. Right. What kind of stuff do you see in your, your job of, of, of helping students? <sighs> I mean, I work. I work for like the registration side of it. So I I basically get the students who, for the most part, know what they need to be taking. Mm-hmm. I also get a lot of students who come in who are just taking one off classes, like as you know, as a, as a as a student who's not seeking a degree. So I get a lot of those students who just have interest in taking courses. Um, the advisors, and I can't encourage students enough to meet with their advisors because there's a reason that they hired these people. <laughs> they are very smart and very good at what they, they do. They know how to navigate. I, I work as in the advising department as in my you know I work for a, the registration department, but I work in the advi- in the advising office. They are incredibly smart people. There's a reason they hired them. They know what they're doing. Like mm-hmm. they're invaluable in choosing these career paths and these major tracks that you want to go on. So do not 
go your entire I know students who went their entire four years of college and just picked they, they, they didn't meet with their advisors they did right. they, they didn't even know their advisors and that's the other thing like I I had a couple of different advisors because I transferred three times yeah. which is a, a mistake mm-hmm. but it, that's another story um, and my last advisor wasn't the best for me you know and and, and it's kind of part of the reason why I never graduated um, you know, came up multiple classes short and just never went back. If your advisor is not doing what you think he or she should be helping you with, you know, take that initiative and be like, hey, I need help with this. I'm going to find someone who can help me. And, you know, you have the right to do that. You Absolutely. Totally do. You can change that at any point. If there is one person who's not doing what they need to do. Right. You can change that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I credit my advisor for that last year that I went back to finish off some courses with putting me on the correct path. She chose the quickest path for me and the most successful path, and I was finished in 11 months. Right. That's awesome. And that was great. There are They, they can do that. They, that's their job is to be able to find those paths for you that will give you the greatest success in your college career. So I cannot stress enough that you need to be talking to throughout the course of your academic career, talk to your advisor as much as possible. Yeah. They are amazing, amazing people. Yeah, but get to know them. And you don't have to be like in their office constantly, but drop in right. every now and then, you know. You know, and, and, and you, Greg, you brought up the point here is that, you know, your your advisor definitely has, I don't know if this is the accurate number, but <laughs> you wrote realizing that your advisor has 463 other advisees and only has certain office hours during some of your classes I mean, I don't think it's that many. No, but I, I definitely think they have a couple hundred advisees on their workload. Sure. But they're always willing to talk to you, even right. if it does take them a day or two to get back to you, or if you mm-hmm. can't find, they're always willing to talk to you mm-hmm. and meet with you for sure. Um, you know, mo- the, I'll tell you right now, the advisors at the school I work at work every day eight to four thirty. They're yeah. always there. They're like <laughs> you know? they're like what guidance counselors in high school should be. Exactly. Like the, yeah. exactly. They you actually know? can help you. Yeah. Whereas guidance counselors in high school were. So, what do you think you want to do when you get older? I want to. I want to. You know, I want to plant trees. Right. I, I want to be a photographer when I grow up. Oh, that's great. And then that really kind of. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, here's what you might be able to do. But then when you get to college, your advisors sit down and say, so I understand you want to do this. That's great. Let's talk about where you need to go. Right. So it's really an encouragement from from them to do that. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a, a a much bigger step up yeah. in the guidance um, department. Books. Oh gosh. Books. 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 Okay. So you sign up for your class. You sign up for all this stuff. Although I got to say, you've lucked out. I've lucked out for your last two classes. So you spend all this money on meal plans, on getting to school, on getting your classes going, and then you go through the list of all the stuff you need for these classes and all of the books that you need to buy. A lot of times you can get them used, but still, in my personal opinion, they're fantastically overpriced. Oh, absolutely, fantastically overpriced. And I'll tell you right now. Go ahead. Well, you. No, I was just going to say, you can easily spend four or five hundred dollars on books. Per class, depending on if you have some, if you're an engineering, you know, major or something, you're getting these thick, expensive the textbooks. Bi- the bio and the chem majors, bio and chem majors, yeah, medical, thousands of dollars on books. It's disgusting. Yeah, buy used, always buy used, if and you can. sell it if you if you don't need it at the end. You can get it on Amazon a lot of times. You can sometimes rent them on Amazon. Yep. 
uh, do not. I mean, you want to support your school, but the school bookstore is going to be that most expensive yeah. place you can possibly buy your books. I would say for your first year, as you're just kind of learning the ropes and you're kind of doing that, I, I would encourage students to go to the bookstore their first years. I do agree with because that. I think it's a good experience for you to kind of figure that out. But as you kind of learn the ropes and you learn how to pick those classes a little earlier this time, there are different avenues to go down. Like Greg was saying, Amazon is a great resource. Amazon lets you rent your books for a reduced price. And if you return it within the same amount of time, you get that money refunded back for the most part. Right. Um, I I have a book that is one of my courses. It's in their eighth edition, Mm -hmm. but I found it on a used book warehouse for $9 and it retails for 128, the bookstore. So I'm going to buy it on the used book warehouse. It's the seventh edition. They're not going to change much about it. Right. You know? Right. So that's fine. The page I, numbers I, might you know, be different. I, I don't mind doing that at all, but it's just like the yeah. thought of spending, especially at the, at my point, especially now that I'm out I'm out of school, I'm taking courses at my own pace, the thought of having to spend $250 on two books for a semester is it's, is outrageous In one me. class, in, right. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's kind of an, a, a poor analogy, but it's like thinking about, you know, doing all your research on a car, buying a brand new car, and realizing that you have to buy the tires for it separately. That's it's a like, terrible analogy. I know. Oh, we're going to cut that out of the, okay, out of the episode. I don't want to listen to it. Oh, David, I hate... You know, I'm trying to really be helpful to people here. <laughs> I hear you, And you're Greg. just being so negative. I, and love, you got, I love you. got stupid headphones on. I'm and so microphone sweaty in front under of these face. headphones. You have no idea oh. how sweaty I am. But books. Books, yes. are, I think, are the one thing that people trip up on because they don't see that coming and they get hit with these lists of stuff they really need yeah and uh it's a tremendous expense it is it is but i gotta say you got lucky you know you've only bought you bought a book for the course you took now and then you just bought your other book today i bought three books for the previous course but you didn't spend that much it was less than 150 i think yeah it's like 120 and i mean you spent you spent less than 75 well today today i bought a book uh, ended up being like 70 dollars and something cents used not terrible no but the new book is like 170 dollars right for this like maybe 300 page flimsy paperback it's stupid. Always buy used if you can. Always buy used. Always buy used because even if, yeah, even if you get a you had a two hundred and fifty dollar new book, but you, if you get it used, you might get it down to a hundred. Right. Always buy used if you're going to go to the bookstore. But exactly. you can you can always find even professors will. Are, I've, what I've noticed a lot about professors now is they will encourage you to buy used books to find them online to buy the ebook version because I know a lot of my professors now are are moving on to the digital books so you can buy those ebooks for 50 or 60 bucks less right there are always ways to get around not having to buy a new book mm-hmm. and I would encourage you to do so um deed what else we got here gregory oh i don't know i mean that was that's like that really i think that's I think a pretty that good really solid covers bit. it i really think it's that's sm- small little details just like like you're going to end up, you're going to come to a school, depending on where you go. You could come from a high school where your graduating classes might maybe 100 people. Right. And you can go to some of these gigantic cities of, of colleges. You know, like I'm saying like 15,000 students or more, yeah. 20,000 students. Right. And, it, you know, people freak out in high school about taking AP classes and all these, you know, and, and it matters to a degree. But when you get into that environment, when you're just a student in this gigantic school you don't fret about it 
you know yeah just just start just go in and just start fresh in a sense exactly because you are starting at the bottom again you know you're at the top of your class at your seniors yeah you're going back down you might have done great in in high school and you crushed some of the classes your senior year but when you get no one really cares all right and that's great that you did so well and it may have it may have some sort of an impact on your collegiate career great but when all's said and done, you're going to have to take the courses you have to take regardless of what you got in high school. And that's, that's just true. that's just the end of it. And, and you're going to have to do yeah. it or you, you like it or not. But Now, some people can take college credit courses in high school. Yes. Which was not me. For a vastly reduced price, which right. I would encourage most people to do if you ever have the opportunity. Take a college-level course in your senior year of high school. You will get the college credit for it, and you wouldn't have to take it when you get to college. That's true. And that you is- get a... like hundreds of dollars off the price yeah. of a regular tuition which is fantastic it's worth it if, so, you, if you're in, if you if you have the mind to do that yeah I, it was not my path but and i was always kind of jealous of of that but you know um so little things just like so that's kind of i think that kind of wraps it up in that's a nutshell really it. that's like getting yeah. to school the, um, what to expect in classes a little bit yeah yeah absolutely just have fun i appreciate it and i think this was good I, and again like we said this is by no means encouraging or detracting anyone from doing anything. Do not take this. Take everything we're saying with a grain of salt. This is yeah. just our own personal experiences mm-hmm. and our little our, our helping hand, so to speak. It's kind of just a just just sort of a stepping stone mm-hmm. for you guys to listen to two old fogies <laughs> who have done this before. I've, I've, I've got a couple of things I wrote at the end here, just Ugh. like little little things. Did okay? you do this after I printed? No. Oh, so about my other notes. Oh, my other notes. The one thing we d- no 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 hold on one what? more thing you wrote. Okay, this is a huge one and i hate i hate this okay this is because this, this used to happen to us all the time and we're it's backing up here a little still bit still flipping happens as we're talking about academics and being in classes and taking these courses for the love of all that is holy don't wear your pajamas to class do not you don't look good doing it no one thinks you look good and you just make yourself look like a fool put some clothes on yeah where take the wear extra clothes. 60 seconds and put your clothes on yeah, I, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna extend that to uh, sweatpants as well. Like, yes, it, it, you can get away with sweatpants more than pajama pants, like flannel and like sandals or something. Don't don't ever do that. Or wind pants. Maybe yeah. you could get away with wind pants. But unless you Sweat came pants, the, unless you came straight from the gym, a you should have taken a shower. Yes, but you know, just like just try to look. Like you're trying to learn. Right, exactly. It, it, it raises the bar for the entire class. And that professor will look at you if you're in your pajamas and say, well, clearly this person doesn't really care right. much about being right. in my you class. Just, like show up in your pajamas and, and a hoodie and just holding like a notebook. Right. No. Don't, just don't do it. You just, and they say always go to your class, but this is one time I'd encourage you to sleep in. Just don't. Right. If, you don't get, go. if you're going to get up and you're too lazy to put your clothes on, then just don't go to class and get the notes from somebody. Right. <laughs> Great, you got some other notes here, buddy? Well, just at the bottom. Like a little a little wrap-up here. So, little, little child. So basically, breathe deep. College is not hard as long as you keep your head above water. Exactly. You are your own master. Make smart choices. Okay? Yes. You can afford mistakes. Just don't pile them all up together. You know, spread out your mistakes. Solid, yeah. Don't worry about it. Set a goal and take charge getting there. Look at you. You know, work for yourself. Answer to yourself. You know, do the do the job for you because you want to be there. And if you didn't do as good as you thought you would, it's only you to you know you're mm-hmm. the one who's responsible. If you got a B, you would, but you prefer an A, you still pass. Don't kill yourself over it. Right, right, you exactly. Know, it's 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 your job. Exactly. And go to college because you want to. 
In the end, it truly helps in the real world, but take a year off if you need it, and your insurance can suck it. Exactly. Exactly. You know? I think those are really good notes to kind of go out on with our with our little chat here, Greg. I, I, I like I liked all of those, and there's nothing much. It's, it's kind of a passionate topic to me. I, and, I, it's, and it clearly shows, and I think, I think it's good that we did this. It's very it's our it's our weekly supervision, Greg. <laughs> oh, thank you. You can get it all out in the open. How am I doing? You can rip my chest hair out all you want. I think I've made a lot of progress this year. Have you? I don't know. You really have. I hope so. I, I think you have. I certainly hope so. But you've got a long way to go. I know. Just and we're going to document it day. <laughs> we by sure day. are. Day by this day. is a this is an auditory log of our life. No, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> um, Greg, do we have some time to get into the next section here, or do we do we want to wrap it? What do you think? I don't know. I, we could go a little longer. You uh, go a little bit here. What are you thinking of? So movie related tangent. As we always do, a lot of our episodes revolve around films, but. This was something that I came up with this afternoon, and I was just like, we, we got to do it, yeah. because this is just, it wouldn't be us if we didn't at least talk about films. Of course. So, this is a list that I had come up with. Greg had nothing to do with it, because Greg's dumb. Um, <laughs> this is a list of the best films that every college freshman should watch before they finish out their first year. And, and this is my own personal list i did pull the list i did pull it from a website but i did i pulled the ones that i prefer to watch that always will remind me of college and ones that i watched when i was in college especially as a freshman um okay <laughs> the first two i put were uh the birth of a nation which uh. is adapted from the novel the Klansman and historical romance of the ku klux klan i think that's a really important film to watch as a freshman um one that you brought up was uh begotten uh-huh which i've actually never seen but it is a gory and entirely visual film that tells the surreal tale of the death and rebirth of the gods it's a visceral mo- <laughs> it's, a movie yeah. um so those are two movies and those are the only movies that you have to watch yeah and that's it but i digress anyway um no those really weren't the movies but if you're a cinephile and you're big into movies and you're a huge movie I do recommend watching them because they are definitely an experience. Watch, to watch. them alone. Um, watch them by yourself with no friends. Shut the lights off and lock. <laughs> and your if you door. watch them with friends, you will not have any. <laughs> you won't have any. They won't make it through the first ten minutes. Oh, but, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put audition on there by Takashi Miike. Ah, yes, that'll make uh, some the other friends. one irre- irreversible. Oh yeah, irreversible. Irreversible. Right. The French. That's film. another good one. What's the one that we watched? Was uh, Ishii the Killer? Ishii the Killer. Another Takashi. And there's Miike another film. one too. I I, yeah. I would highly recommend that. Um, any any Japanese gore battle horror. royale battle royale fantastic machine film. girl. A machine girl, <laughs> Tokyo Gore Police. So any of those, if you're looking to not continue on with your friendships, turn them on to those movies. You'll be alone for a while. <laughs> oh boy! Um, but here's here's a more generalized list. I think of films that I think Greg and I may have watched a few of these together. But um, these are ones that will sort of remind me of college. Although I realize that I put these two on here, which aren't which were well after I left college, but mm-hmm. I would think the college freshmen should definitely watch these Okay, movies. let's do it. So the first one I got is uh, Road Trip. Of course. Uh, which was in, when I was in college, it's, um, it's about a, it follows a college student who takes his buddies with him um, on a road trip from New York to Texas to save his, the love of his life. Of course. Um, really, it was a stupid movie, but it was at the height of like Tom Green and his wackiness. Yeah, okay. Um, I still remember the scene where he's, <laughs> He's feeding himself. He's got the mouse, and he's like licking the mouse in his hand. It was, do you, have you ever seen it? I have seen it. it so yeah. I, I, it's stupid. It's stupid, but it was funny, and I remember <laughs> watching it a lot in college, and I laughed a lot while watching that. Yeah. Um. This one, <laughs> this one, a lot of people will probably question, but <clears throat> I, I, I had to put it on here because the guy who lived next door to me used to have this on 
repeat. It was constant in his room. And so I would always hear it, and so I would come over and watch it. Mm-hmm. So the one, it's called Drumline. Oh, yes. I want to say like 01, 01 or 02. Ugh. It's about a street drummer who gets recruited to play in a band at a southern university by his director, and he gets a scholarship to go. So it's like before all these musical yes. movies, and it's, it's about drumming. And Pretty that. much. So this new recruit causes tensions, causing the viewer to question typical social roles, and as a result, the film makes band geeks come across as cooler than ever. Wow. I have a lot of fun watching it. I just like watching the mar- marching band segments. <laughs> Because they're really fun. I okay. always like drums. I like drummers. Yeah. The movie has a little special place in my heart. Oh, that's sweet. I, I enjoy that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Whatever. These two were well after college for me, but I think that they're kind of a staple of all colleges. You like these movies, Greg. I've Come on. Never watched them. Yes, you have. No. Nope. Your wife owns them. I don't think so. D- really? I don't think so. No. Anyway, Pitch Perfect 1 and Pitch Perfect 2. Yeah, just don't care. I... Just do not care one bit about those movies. So anyway, for those of you who don't know, colleges, campus rivals, and lots and lots and lots of acapella. Something that I love is acapella. I love it. I love it. I love it. I will watch it to the end of my days. I love these two movies. It basically follows an all-female singing group struggling to get back their sound and beat their campus rivals. Beat them. Then you have the sequel. Same group, different location. Of course. The acapella singers, the girl group, gets banned from the collegiate acapella groups. They attempt to compete in a national singing competition. Wow, okay. I have to show you one scene tonight okay. after we're done with the, of Pitch Perfect 2. It's got David Cross. The only scene he's in, it's a four-minute scene in, okay. his ba- in the basement of his house. And he, it's amazing. So you have to watch it. You know, I think my aversion to these films is that they were so like popular and, and like... You don't like popular things. No. <laughs> I know you I don't, don't, and that's and okay. Then I'll, come to, I'll come around after like 10 years later. I'm like, oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, these ones are but good. It's like, shut up. I love these movies, and I will watch, I watch them constantly. Um, another one I think you and I have watched a lot in college is Old School. Old School's you're great. My, you're my Blue. boy, Blue. You're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. Um, <laughs> I, I still think that's Will Ferrell's best. That was yeah. in the era of like when Will Ferrell was at the peak, was at the top of his game. That to me was his best movie you think wow no question i i would think so okay. what would you put his best movie oh in? i don't know i don't i don't know okay fine i really like the character of bugatu and zoolander those are that's good i never saw the second movie and i haven't either. i heard it was terrible so i probably won't see it <laughs> um so yeah old school three friends i think it's um vince vaughn will ferrell i think it, is it owen wilson yeah why the hell can't i remember that is it owen no, it's luke wilson luke wilson yes it was the other wilson um they open up a fraternity close to the college that they graduated yeah. from and then they start accepting i think we should do um, that we're about they start accepting age. pledges yeah, yeah i mean we're 34 35 i think that's about right i wouldn't survive i could definitely no. drink as much as i used to but we would be i would, I would, be, would, I would obliterate it would, ourselves it would be the next day <laughs> Oh my gosh! No. That's the, uh, just another little note. Like, don't drink yourself blackout drunk ever. Oh no, ever, no, no, ever, absolutely ever, not. You just ever. It's, it's a bad ever. situation for everybody involved. Ever do not do that. I'm not. And, and again, I don't condone underage drinking. But you're in college. You're probably going to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. Just don't get completely obliterated do to not the point where you don't remember. It's just. It's not worth it. Do not do that. Um. Anyway, moving on. Goodwill Hunting. Now this isn't a call. It is. It takes place in a college. It takes place at MIT. Uh, this play. This movie I first watched in college, probably a couple of years after it released, and I fell in love with it, and I still love it. It's one of my in my top twenty favorite mm-hmm. movies of all time. Robin Williams. Yeah, it's pretty good. Rest in peace. 
best film role he's ever played. Um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. I, I'm obsessed with Ben Affleck. You can ask anyone. Well, you, he's you my, do look a little like him. I have a very Ben Affleckian thing going on. Um, I was his stand-in slash stunt double for Batman v Superman. So <laughs> I just got to talk about it. Like Dave, your body is so ripped. This, oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I look great. Yeah, you're shredded. <laughs> um, no, Goodwill Hunting definitely one that I I would recommend. Uh, this one is always referred to by many as like the ultimate college movie, even though I've only seen it like twice. Is uh, Animal House? Of course, I love Animal House. I love it when I saw it. I've only seen it twice. It's the but, the stuff that happens in that movie would get you booted immediately. Oh, arrested. absolutely. I mean, this was nineteen. I mean, it was released in seventy eight, but the film took place in I think nineteen sixty two, uh-huh. at a college at the Delta House. Um, <laughs> is this the Delta House? <laughs> God, just, oh man, I love that movie. But again, yeah, you would absolutely be expelled. Yeah, within days. Oh, sure. Of anything you did in that movie, right? But it's always referred to as the go-to. However, it's not my favorite college movie. Oh yeah, my favorite college movie of all time, and I I, I will take this to the grave, <laughs> is National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Okay, Ryan Reynolds. I think it's his first movie or one of his first movies. And that is really good. And I watched it as a not even before I even came to Maine. I think I watched it in my first uh, my first, my sophomore or freshman year of college. He. He plays a character. He's like a really popular dude on campus, but he's been at school and college for seven years. His dad finally cuts him off, and he meets a girl. Mm-hmm. Shocking. And he starts to fall for her, and she helps him realize a lot of things about why he may or may not want to graduate from college. Stupid movie. Gross-out humor, yeah. but I love every second of it. I think the support, it is pretty solid. It's yeah. so good, and I watched it. It was always my go-to in college too. Like even when I when we lived together, like if I was, if you were gone, I would just put it on in the background while I was doing work, yeah, or things like that. So, <laughs> Van Wilder takes the place above Animal House in my book as wow my ultimate college experience movie you know i'm i can't really even think of any of mine and i recommend you guys put that on your list well, you and i you and i watched some weird movies in college <laughs> we didn't watch mainstream movies a lot like we would go to bull moose okay, together well, i was the ones we'll just wrap up the last five minutes here okay. talking about the stupid movies that we used to watch i remember watching a lot of kentucky fried movie <sighs> you introduced that to oh me. man I started that one in high school. That was my one. Kentucky I wa- Fried Movie. I've, I've got a copy. It's Rex fantastic. Kramer, Danger uh, Seeker. Danger Seeker. <laughs> I can't. We're yeah. not going to repeat that no, scene. No, but then it's funny but, that that character, uh, Rex Kramer, entirely different character, but that name appears. He's from Airplane, airplane. right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the name appears, but it's yeah. a different character entirely. Um, so Kentucky Fried Movie, we watched a lot in college, but like we had kind of listed off. We were half joking, but like we did watch a lot of the, those um, Japanese films. Yeah. Old Boy. Uh, so Ichi great. the Killer. We used to go to Bull Moose, and this was around the time Bull Moose opened. That was the first year it was open when you and I moved yeah, in the, together. The, the that, big story, yeah. September of '03 was yep. the first year. It was it, so their DVD selections was just one row. Yeah, but we would always go there and just wander and pick out the weirdest movies We'd we find could some find. Bizarre stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. So Battle Royale was one we uh-huh. watched a lot. Um, <laughs> Machine Girl. Was that even out then? No, I don't, I don't think it was. It might have been after we left. After we had left yeah. school, um, all these start blurring together. But, but we, we watched a lot. Other of movies stuff. that I remember when I was at a previous college, I, I watched. Um, what did I really like? I liked. Uh, oh, oh, the score with Edward. Norton oh, and Robert, I liked that movie yeah, a lot. Robert yeah, De Niro. That was really good. Marlon Brando. I think it was yep. his last film. Marlon Brando. Yeah. Mar- I believe that a uh, little bit of trivia about that movie. 
Marlon Brando hated Frank Oz, the director, so much <laughs> yeah. that he showed up to the set with no pants and refused to let Frank Oz shoot him from the waist down and always had to shoot him from the waist and down. And there, there's a thing, uh, the last scene, Marlon Brando's in the bed, and he's, he smiles in the movie. Yeah. But he actually refused to smile for real when they were taking that, when they were doing that shot, and they digitally made him smile. <laughs> he did not like the director in that film. Uh, Frank all. Oz is a fantastic director. Yeah, he's done and some is good the movies. voice of Miss Piggy. Yes, he is. And uh, Fozzie the Bear. Oh, Miss Piggy. Yes. Anyway, what else did you watch, Greg? Oh, wow. I can't even remember yeah. now. I'm trying to remember the ones we used to watch that we used to. I remember at one point I had bought in college, and this was the problem when I didn't have a job and nothing to um, offset my spending habits. I bought the entire Halloween series, like one through I seven. I never watched any of them. I used to watch them constantly. Remember uh, one, of, uh, one of the kids upstairs used to love them. We used to, she and I used to watch them together oh, right. constantly. Yeah. But Halloween one through seven, I bought them all one day yeah. at Bull Moose. I remember you had I all was, the, uh, the alien I had movies. the alien, the four alien movies. Yeah. I had a hell of a collection you did. in college. You a, had a like, lot. A really big collection to the point where I actually had to create... Because people got to know that I was the DVD guy. That's right. I remember That's I had right. to create the rental script. The rentals. Uh, I, right. I printed off the thing and I taped it to the side. It was a, it was a grid of like you would put your name. Yes. You would put the name of the DVD and then I would require it come back within a week. Yeah. Right. And I used to do it to all the people. Who I remember came to that. Take movies you actually out people you used didn't to take see money, like, but you were actually keep you were like a library. Yes. Oh my people God. used to come in and be like, oh, Dave's go, you Dave's got it. Yeah. I used to. I mean, it, I filled that bookcase, and I just had to start stacking. I ended up going to Target and bought totally another bookshelf to build, and I put it next to your bed because we had no room because our dorm was a complete crap pit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. People used to come in and like borrow DVDs from me all the time. Well, I think we derailed a little bit here. We did anyway. But, uh, but that was it. I think that's the end of the episode, guys. Um, thank you for listening. Um, if you do find this episode, and I hope you find it helpful in some way, uh, or maybe you just enjoy listening to it, and you'll give our other episodes a listen. We have twenty other episodes for you guys to, to give a listen to. Thanks for listening, Nate. Um, <laughs> Nate, we appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. Um, you're you're also uh, our age. You, you went to college at the same time as we did. Thanks, buddy. Um, check us out on Facebook, uh, Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind. Twitter page at Blow Your Mind fourteen. We have a blog, Champa Klein dot blogspot.com and you can also email us at let us blow your mind at gmail.com and now for our mind-blowing fact this one is pretty interesting to me and i thought it was uh, i really enjoyed it so greg if you believe that you're truly one in a million there are still approximately se- uh, hello hello i knew it <laughs> i knew that's what you were gonna do